In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. regulating or even banning AR-15s, is that something that you support? Oh, absolutely. We do need, not need a, a war weapon. Do you off the top of your head know which of these guns is an AR-15? Well, maybe the five. I'm not sure, though, actually. Five. Uh, the five is actually a paintball gun. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. People on, in the gun control camp are calling for AR-15 specifically to be regulated and banned. Do you, do you support that? I do. I mean, who needs an AR-15? Nobody needs an AR-15. From I have a list right here of just a couple of different firearms. Do you know which one of these is an AR-15? I don't know. I've never held a gun in my life. There's no need to own a gun. I don't know which one. All of these should be regulated. There's nothing special about this pistol over the AR-15. Do you support, a lot of people are signaling out AR-15s. It's important to ban AR-15s or heavily regulate them. Is that something that you would support? Yeah, I would definitely support a ban of them. And if a ban can't happen, then heavily regulated, yes. Okay. Do you know which of these is an AR-15? Which number? I I do not. I'm going to guess that one, number six. Okay, what's your guess? Um, four. Okay, yes, four is correct. That is the AR-15. Um, can I ask? That's an M4, actually, used by United States Infantry, military. Um... Five, that's actually a paintball gun. So we're just trying to see, a paintball gun, we're trying to see if people know the difference between like a real gun and a, uh, that's a rocket launch, that's another military weapon there. And I don't agree with this idea of raising the age from, you know, 18 to 21 to own such a weapon. I don't think we need these weapons at all. Do you know which of these is an AR-15? 
Well, I'm not sure exactly, but it would, your best guess. it would have to be one of the rifles. I don't have my glasces on either. Do you see an issue? A lot of people we asked out here today didn't know if they couldn't pick out what the AR-15 was, or they didn't know whether it was full auto or semi-auto. I thought that it might be through education, but we are unsafe in our schools. Well, I thought fine. that it would be through leisure, Do you think it is an issue that people want to ban a gun that they can't pick out and a, you know, they don't know what it looks like or what it does? I don't think you need to know what it looks like as long as you know work. what it does. You can tell what it does. I have not been able to. Um, I've never actually seen one in person, but that's good. I'm blessed. You want to take another? It's uh, number four right four. here. Yeah. Looks very bad. Do you, do you, which of these guns on the list do you support banning, would you say, in, in your opinion? All of them. All of them. <laughs> all, all, of, all, all of them. All guns. Even the paintball gun, you think? Or? I've heard that it really stings. <laughs> yeah. as a kid. I think it's not a good idea. I heard it really stings. Else. Not a good First idea to have maybe. one. No, no. No nope. guns. No water guns no. either. No no games with guns. No cap maybe a kid guns. Maybe must be like a soldier or a law enforcement officer or something. Well, you can have a, a, a person who looks like a soldier and a law enforcement person without a G-U-N. I don't think a, a Glock is necessary, and I don't believe any of the others. I guess two through six. <laughs> two through six. Don't seem to be necessary. What if a peaceful society? Peaceful society? I think everyone in Ukraine should have one of those. Everyone in Ukraine should have one? Yeah. What about but not five? here? How does number five work? I don't know what that is. If it's a paintball gun. Oh, well, I would. All right, so a paintball gun. I mean, my kids wanted to paint, play paintball, but I don't think, does it have to be a gun? I don't think we need assault rifles, you know, weapons of war. I don't think that's necessary. Can you point out which one is an AR-15? <laughs> so that's a bazooka. Yes. <laughs> that is a tank. It's a cannon, a big cannon. A big cannon. A tank. Okay, these don't look so good. Four, four five, and six. Yeah. So four is the AR-15. Do you want to guess what five might be? It looks like a hunting rifle. Would you be surprised if that's actually a paintball gun? <laughs> it kind of looks like one now. Okay, I'd like for you to pull it up. Oh, you don't want to be on camera? Or? No, I don't need to be on camera, okay? Oh, we're just, we're trying to interview the people out here today. So if you don't want to be on camera, that's okay, but we'll, we'll get a shot of your sign and then we'll... No, I'd like it, let me tell you. I want you to... We asked, do you know which of these is an AR-15? I'm not doing a quiz. I'm asking you <laughs> to pull up the assault rifle ban of 2013 and read the summary and support that it be reintroduced. All right, great. Th thank you very much, sir. Oh, thank you to the Washington Examiner for that piece. What a great, uh, what a great job their reporter did out in the field. Can you believe that one lady? I think everybody in Ukraine should have one of these. But not America. But if we give everybody in Ukraine one of these and take everything away from Americans, then we will be in Ukrainians' position, which isn't even real, but the narrative that they're trying to paint, in the very near future when a country invades us. Do you see the uh, stupidity here? Do you see the wheel, the, the gerbil on the wheel trying to move but nothing is happening. Maybe that one right there. No, that's a paintball gun. Maybe that one right there. Nope, that's a bazooka. Is that a tank? Nope, that's a cannon. Well, what about that one right there? We ban all of them. Ban all of them. A G-U-N. She couldn't even say gun. She had to spell it, you know, for the adults in the room. 
But what happens when you're a Democrat and you can't spell? I'm just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and you are loaded. Right here on Live from America. On this beautiful June 16th year of our Lord, 2022. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Coming to you as always from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing to be here with you today. Thank you all very much for taking time out of your busy days, out of your busy schedules, to listen to little old me give you a little bit of truth and a little bit of gospel every single day of the week. And yesterday, folks, we made it up to rank number four on the charts, number four on the rumble charts on the leaderboard yesterday. So thank you very much for all the rumbles. If you're watching on a different platform like Getter, it would be cool if you could just jump over to Rumble real quick, sign in, give us a rumble, and then bounce back uh, to your preferred platform. I will let you know that as of next week, we will no longer be broadcasting live videos on Facebook only. Video shorts, memes, shares, uh, quick little uh, updates, uh, but we will be not, will no longer be streaming live the entire show on Facebook. We will upload it after, but it will not be live. So if you want to watch it live, you got to go to Rumble, Getter, Locals, uh, Roku, or Fire Stick from, uh, at starting next week. And I really hate to, uh, to do that to the folks on Facebook, uh, but there's a lot of reasons why um, I never wanted to be back on Facebook. And uh, the, the LFA producer... Uh, page was merely to let people know that we were still doing a show and to try to grab those folks who didn't uh, know where we went just to try to let them know that things are still going on. But we don't want to give Facebook uh, any love whatsoever. We're not going to uh, grace uh, our presence on Live from America to, to, to Facebook or anybody else. So any of those left wing uh, organizations, you know what, they're not needed uh, for live content. We have other places for live content. So just to let you guys know, no more as of Monday of next week of live broadcasting on Facebook. We are still being shadow banned. We're still being screwed over. And I don't want our producer to have to lose his rights to Facebook either. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to give you a quick update. Yes, we made it to number four yesterday on Rumble. We now have a locals page. Now, the Locals page is actually going to be for a reason, not just to have a page. I've been working with Rumble for quite a long time on building this LFA TV experience, and we're actually going to be adding a podcast called Coffee Talk. And on Coffee Talk, it'll be a more, uh, more intimate setting, more talking about one or two issues, not just going through the daily news. Uh, we'll be having people call in, kind of like you do on Telegram, but maybe we'll be able to video call in the audience and we'll be able to sit and have actual Coffee Talk with you guys and others. And that is our Locals page. Also, when we're going, we're going to start doing documentaries documentaries on things that other people are afraid to really touch, issues that people are afraid to touch. Those will also be on Locals, okay? And any member on the Locals page will have automatic um, automatic access to all documentaries or any movies that we get ready to do in the near future to try to help save this country and put out real God-centered, family-centered content, news, news gospel, and truth. So any member that goes to that wants to go join up on the locals page, you'll get free access to all of that stuff as well. And I just want to let you know that on Telegram every Tuesday, 
at 1.30 p.m. till 2 o'clock every Tuesday. Starting, I think it was, um, I'll have to, it's, the, it's, it's in later in June. I think it's the next week maybe. Next June, I think it was, or next, uh, next Tuesday. I'll have to look for sure what the date actually was. But uh, next Tuesday, we're going to be starting on Telegram at 1.30 to 2 o'clock, a call in half hour to where we can talk to as many people as we can in a half hour. Uh, our producer will be on the, uh, on the phone, on the line as well. So if you have any questions for him or anything that you'd like to say to him. So there's a lot of things happening, and I do want to let you know who has signed on right now for LFA TV, and that is Ben Berkwam will be on LFA TV. Anna Perez will be on LFA TV. Heather Mullins, myself, Antonio Sabato, and we're working on about five other hosts. So you'll have all-day programming, if that is what you prefer, on um, LFA TV, okay? And uh, so kind of give you an update there that is what's we that's what we've morphed into everything everything all of our funding that we have had for live from america is perfect the way it is we don't need any further to make lfa tv because there's a lot of people involved that are doing this out of the kindness of their hearts okay so i just wanted to keep, uh, bring you guys all up to speed of what's going on with lfa tv and how we are growing in order to make sure that we win this battle in 2022 because we are not only in a holy war, but we're in a war for our kids, the southern border, um, both parties taking this country hostage, and much, much more. And we need to definitely come together rather than trying to continue to fight apart. And that is the whole reason for LFA TV. All right, folks, let's get to the verse of the day. As you know, you did not get a newsletter this morning, and that is because I was up uh, working very hard on other things this morning, and I just didn't get a chance to get a newsletter out. I apologize. I know that's not a great excuse, but uh, once in a while, it's 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 really difficult to get it out. So today, we're going to learn uh, read from Jesus Listens on this June 16th year of our Lord, and it says this, Sovereign Lord, teach me to trust you, really trust you with my whole being. If I learn this vital lesson, then nothing will be able to separate me from your presence. I know that you are sovereign over every detail of my life. This means that everything I endure can be put to good use. Training me to trust you more is the key. This is how I can foil the works of evil, growing in grace through the very adversity that was meant to harm me. And folks, let me just stop it right there. Look how much that the left and the evil people try to hurt us and Donald Trump and look how much it actually turns around and bites them in their own rear ends. And that's what he's talking about here. I can foil the works of evil growing in grace through the very adversity that is meant to harm me. I love the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. He is a prime example of this divine reversal, declaring to his brothers who had sold him into slavery, quote, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. Whoa. I realize that the more I trust you, the less, I, the less afraid I will be. As I concentrate on trusting you, please help me relax in your sovereignty, remembering that you go before me as well as with me into each day. So I don't need to fear what this day or any day may bring my way. I will fear no evil. For I know you can bring good out of every situation. 
that I will encounter. Tell me that that, ladies and gentlemen, is not powerful. Tell me that that is not exactly what we all need to hear every single day. That is how we put on that full armor of God and literally repel the arrows of the devil. Now, I want to give you a few scriptures here that you can go to to read from to really uh, understand that this devotional today and, and, and how it really applies to you. Isaiah 26.4. If anybody has fast fingers, please put this out there for me. Isaiah 26.4. Genesis 50.20. Genesis 50.20. 2 Corinthians 4.17. And Psalm 23, 4. I do want to also give you folks an update before we go to the Lord in prayer that yesterday we raised over $1,000 for Terry Sue, who needs $8,000 to stop the flooding in her basement. So anything that you send today, please let us know if it's for Terry Sue or if it's for LFA, uh, the uh, LFA producer and the Slurp Fund. Please. Be very specific in your rumble rants today, and we will make sure that they go where they need to go. Amen? Please remove your hats as we go to the Lord in worship today, all together, the same way we're going to save this country, the same way we're going to save this world here in 2022 and beyond, not by doing it separately, not by being um, uh, apart, but by coming together and being united, because united we fall, uh, stand and divided we fall. Let's focus on the cross today and everybody who asks for prayers as we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I find it so comforting that we all worship God together every day. You think about what's going on right now. There's about 100 people watching on Facebook. There's about 3,300 watching on Rumble. I would really love for you guys to share in your direct messages to get that up. And on Getter, we have about 1,000 people watching. That means that over 4,500 people, around 4,500 people are, are right now praying together all at once. And the power of that prayer, of that united prayer, is so very strong. And it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to do that with you guys every day. It's an honor to do that with you every day. And I would like to let you know that as we grow LFA TV, a lot of those folks that are coming in, they have their own followings. That means they're going to bring a lot of new people into the fold. There may be some people who do not like what we do here on Live from America. I want you guys to understand that when those people come in, we are to give them the biggest welcome that they could ever receive. And just like Freddie, if we have any um, uh, apples in the bunch that might be bad at first, remember, folks, that God can do anything, and with Christ, all things are possible. So as we grow this audience, let's welcome them in, and let's let them know the power of this Live from America family through the power of God, okay? Here we go. You ready for the first and foremost? I am. Lift your cups up, folks. Now, here we go. Let's get ready to rumble. We know that we are currently in a holy civil war. We talk about it every single day. We know that we are winning 
the information war. We talk about it every single day and we see it in the raw numbers and the data of people leaving mainstream media and flocking to independent media or smaller organizations. We know that we have brought the mainstream fake news media to their knees. We know that we are also in a war for our children and their innocence and their minds and their bodies and their souls. But what about the war on terror? Now, you all might think that I'm talking about a war on terror overseas. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. What about the war on terror that we are fighting domestically? The war on domestic terrorism. Now, if you watch mainstream media still, or if you listen to any of your friends who clearly, clearly don't know the difference between a lie and truth that still watch mainstream media, they would tell you that the big war on domestic terrorism is the war on the right-wing radical extremist party, the white nationalists, the white supremacists, the KKK themselves. Whether you are white or black, if you fall in with conservative values, then you must be a domestic terrorist, or at least that is the narrative from the top-down Merrick Garden Gnome Garland, puppet Joey Applesauce, and the rest of the left-wing nobodies. That is the narrative that is pushed down through the fake news media and to all the sheep out there. But again, we're not trying to wake up the sheep. We're trying to wake up the wolves. And in order to wake up the wolves, then we must know who we're fighting. We must know why we're fighting them. And we must know what the end game is. And that is to rid this country of all evil. I don't care if they've got an R in front of their name. I don't care if they've got a D in front of their name. Our job as Christian soldiers is to put on that full armor of God, face whatever war is coming our way, and face it, on, face it head on with zero fear whatsoever. The war on terrorism. Who am I talking about? Well, our own government, number one. Our own government has become a tyrannical terrorist state. It is just what it is. I hate to say it. You hate to say it. But it is what it is. That's what we've become. What about the NGOs, the non-government organizations? What about all of them? Because the NGOs are working with the GOs to cause problems in the USA. And that's what we're fighting. The destruction of our country from within by the partnership of the federal swamp corrupt government and the NGOs that are sponsored and paid to flood this country with illegal aliens. But the leftists, the street freaks, the purple-haired street freaks that get paid $20 an hour for a Craigslist ad that they responded to, basically following the money all the way up to Stacey Abrams and other people who want to send terrorists out in the streets, that is who we're also at war against. And the minute that a patriotic group decided to take them on in the streets, and I'm talking about the Proud Boys, and other 3% groups. They were deemed terrorists and arrested. Look what happened to the Proud Boys. Proud Boys. Look what happened to the Oath Keepers. Now, I have met a lot of these people in the Proud Boys. I've met a lot of the people in the Oath Group, uh, Oath Keepers. I've le- met a lot of people in uh, uh, a lot of different patriotic, militia-style groups. And every single one of them that stood up against this evil has been labeled terrorists. And now, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to see how stupid these people are and how bad they really want to destroy our country? Because despite the ongoing energy crisis and the record high fuel prices that are destroying this country every single day, leftist activists actually have just filed a lawsuit on Joey Applesauce's administration to block 
3,500 oil and gas permits that are still existing. Let me just say that again. Radical, left-wing, communist Marxists who are paid by the Democratic Party have just sued their own Democratic Party. And if you think that this is not a strategic effort, then you might be living under a rock or just stupid. But they have just sued Joe Biden's administration to halt and block 3,500 oil and gas permits that are barely keeping us afloat today. That is how stupid that these people really are and how stupid we are for letting it happen. A group of environmentalist activists is suing the Biden administration to vacate 3,500 more oil and gas drilling permits already approved in two states, despite rising fuel costs and a national energy crisis. The lawsuit was filed yesterday by two different wildlife conservation activist groups, the Center for Biological Diversity and Wild Earth Guardians, and the environmentalist active law firm, Western Environmental Law Center. The groups have sued the Department of Interior, uh, Secretary Deb Halland, and the Bureau of Land Management Director Tracy Stone Manning. The suit seeks to halt the approval of more than 3,500 permits in the Permian Basin in New Mexico and the Powder River, Bas- Powder River Basin in Wyoming, claiming the approved permits violate environmental laws. Most disturbing is that the permits in question constitute almost all approved permits in those states. So we go back to what Donald Trump said when he said, remember that Pennsylvania, remember that Texas, remember that Ohio, Well, we better tell Wyoming and New Mexico and other states to remember that too because the Biden administration will cave, leftist judges will cave, and you will see more oil and gas permits blocked or completely wiped out because this is their strategic effort to make you, force you into renewable energies and buying $60,000 minimum electric cars. This is how they force you. And if you think that this lawsuit was in any way shunned by the Biden administration or in any way caused the Biden administration to freak out, again, you might be living under a rock or completely stupid. This is just the process in which things need to be done lawfully. And the Biden administration is clearly, clearly putting these people up to this as part of their strategy to get us completely away from... um, oil and gas industry, and drilling and fracking to renewable energies and electric cars. So folks, get ready because the crunch is going to get crunchier. The tightness is going to get tighter and the gas is going to get higher. This is called domestic terrorism. And unlike the real domestic terror, I mean the real terrorism, the war on terror, this is a war on domestic terror because it's destroying this country from within. And the only people that are going to stop it is you, myself, and many others. But ladies and gentlemen, just for the leftists out there who support this, that are not part of this group officially, but are cheering them on to get these oil and, and gas leases uh, banned, we got to give them. Oop. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Because you're literally destroying your own in your own um, household little ki- tiny budget 
in order to make everybody feel better. You're destroying your own lives, you're destroying your communities, you're destroying your state, and you're destroying the country just to make yourself feel better. I wonder how good you're going to feel when you're completely broke, living under a bridge like a troll, begging for bread. I wonder how good you're going to feel then. These people are absolute bat crap crazy. And if just when you think that things could not get even more crazy, Joey Applesauce and his administration have just announced an additional $1.2 billion of your taxpayer money to go to Ukraine for more aid days after ranting, I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. Joey Applesauce screamed from his corn pop podium. Do you remember that? Just two days ago, I showed you that. Just two days ago, I showed you Joey Applesauce freaking out because he's sick and tired of everybody saying that they spend too much. But yet he's going to send another $1.2 billion to Ukraine. While you suffer, while I suffer, Joe Biden is sending another $1.2 billion of your money to Ukraine. How do you like that, Joe? Come on, man. Joe Biden announced to send another $1 billion in new military aid to Ukraine while many Americans struggle with record high gas prices and grocery prices and baby formula uh, shortages and tampon shortages, 401 uh, 401ks crashing like a meteor due to the market collapse, highest inflation we've ever seen, highest interest rates since 1994. Shall I go on? But Joe Biden announced yesterday after a phone call with Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky, probably on the other line with a leather thong on, saying, uh, listen, Joe Biden, you send us some more money, huh? And Joe Biden's like, oh, more money to funnel through Ukraine for my friends and my family? Turn the national to pressure. Unbelievable. Military aid and humanitarian assistance while they're on the beach getting suntans. Didn't even have to go through Congress. I informed President Zelensky that the United States is providing another $1 billion in security assistance for Ukraine. Wow. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Unbelievable. <laughs> Including by supplying safe drinking water, critical medical supplies, and health care, food, shelter, and cash for families to purchase essential items. Let me just say that one more time. Joe Biden is sending your taxpayer dollars to go to families in Ukraine to purchase essential items, cash for families. Wow. What about the essential items that we need to buy for our families right here? What about the meat? What about the dairy? What about the bread? What about fuel? What about... um, name it, you name it. What about everything that we try to keep our families afloat with that now we're spending an average of $1,000 more a month for a record, for our average family of four? And we're going to send money to the families of Ukraine to buy essential items once again. So when you talk to your Democrat friends and they complain about the gas prices, not only can you say, well, you owe me money because you voted for the little guy in circles, but... But did you know that he just sent another $1.2 billion of our money so that families over there could purchase things? What, like suntan lotion and floaties? 
Because it looks to me like Ukrainians are going to the beach in Kiev. We're not even talking about Western Ukraine. We're talking about in Kiev. I showed you the pictures. Thousands of people on the beach. So hopefully your money will go towards some pretty, uh, you know, high SPF protecting suntan lotion, some, uh, some sunglasses, you know, to keep the rays away, some floaties, and maybe, just maybe, some beach toys, like volleyball nets. That's where they can go. Absolutely unbelievable. Now, they have been saying this. Um, we're going to stay with these, with these radical leftists who are destroying this country. These radical leftists have been saying on social media, have been screaming it on news cameras, and any chance they get for any reason whatsoever to tell you that they're coming after you to kill you, that's what they're saying. These leftist radical groups are saying, they literally just tried to kill a Supreme Court judge, folks. Are you kidding me? They just tried to uh, kill a Supreme Court judge. They are threatening conservatives and pro-lifers' lives. They are vandalizing pro-life centers. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they are even vandalizing and threatening the safety of Republican fundraiser locations. I'm not lying. And meanwhile, all this is happening, and Merrick Gardenome Garland, the illegitimate and very weak leader of the Department of Justice, has done absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's focused on January 6th, and he's focused on moms and dads who go to school board meetings. But radicals in Wisconsin vandalize another site um, for a fundraiser for a GOP candidate for U.S. House Charity Berry. But the location of Republican Charity Barry's fundraiser was vandalized overnight by radicals in Wisconsin. Charity Barry, who's running for U.S. Congress in Wisconsin, had the venue all set to go only to wake up to their site of her fundraiser vandalized by radical leftists in her state. Do we have any pictures of this? Yeah, let's pull some up right there. There you go. There you go. You can see that there's obscenities everywhere. I'll pull it off the screen pretty quick in case there's any kids watching. At least we can keep their eyes away from the obscenities that were there. Guess who it was? Jane's Revenge again. Jane's Revenge. We just talked about them last night. They are openly a terrorist group. They are literally openly saying, hey, we did it. Look at us. Jane's Revenge. Threatening politicians. Destroying their property. And and threatening the lives of their families. Meanwhile, Merrick Garland does nothing. Fortunately, the fundraiser still went on, and supporters of Charity Berry still had a good time, regardless of what happened on the outside. And if you want to donate to Charity Berry for Congress, just do a quick internet search and you'll find her. Long story short, folks, these are the things that we have to do to stop this, since our federal government will not. Number one, We have to go to our sheriffs. We have to get our sheriffs. If this is happening in your county, get your sheriff involved. Because the power of a sheriff is so absolute. Most people don't even know how much a power a sheriff has. Get your sheriff involved. Get your local police involved. If they do nothing at all about it, make sure that you have your own security there. That you have your own patriotic armed 
carrying legal, law-abiding American citizens there outside of the place while you do the fundraiser. And if the place is not burned to the ground, hold the fundraiser anyway. And if you want my advice, make sure if there's apparent damage, that that damage is shown on every campaign video that you put out there for that fundraiser that night. Film it on purpose and show, ain't nobody gonna break my stride. Ain't nobody gonna hold me down. Whoa, no. I got to keep on moving. Don't let their weak, cowardly acts stop you from achieving your God-given um, abilities and your God-guided path. Continue to do the job that God puts you out there to do. And don't let a few little spray paints or a couple busted out windows or even, even a failed attempt to burn down the building stop you. Stand up in the full armor and grace and light of God and say, you are nobody. Remember, we just read it right here. Let's go back to it. Let's go back to it if we have to. My whole show is based on either my newsletter or whatever devotional that we did that that morning. My whole show. Now we're going to go all the way back to what I just said. This means that everything I endure can be put to good use, training me to trust you more. This is how I can foil the works of evil, growing in grace through the very adversity that is meant to harm me, just like Joseph did in the Old Testament. It's right there. There's no need to cry. There's no need to say, look what they did to my place. There's no need to stop doing what you're doing. As a matter of fact, this is good news for you. Use it as good. Use it. Turn it around on them the same way we did the basket of deplorables, the same way we did every single thing that they said about us. Turn it back on them. Use it for good and carry out your God-given plans. Amen? Do not show them any weakness, ladies and gentlemen. Because this war is not going to stop. As a matter of fact, it's going to get worse. And as it gets worse, you get stronger. And as you get stronger, the percentage, um, the chances of us taking back this country and making it truly great again, they go through the roof. They go through the roof. Amen? I need a drink. And that can be actually perceived in two different ways. I might need a drink after all this. Anyway, um... I got a couple more stories that aren't so good, but don't worry. The, na- the last half of the show is pretty fire, okay? We got some good news coming. Just one week, just one week, after the Abbott baby formula plant reopened, it has closed again, which is going to still uh, spell problems for the baby formula shortage that we're experiencing in this country right now. The Abbott formula, baby formula plant in Sturgis, Michigan closed again, this time due to weather damage. Long story short, though, when you go months without any production and then you come back and you get into the swing of things again and then you got to shut down right away, it's not going to be good. Yesterday, the Abbott company halted for months by the Food and Drug Administration, on purpose, by the way, is stopping production again of baby formula at a recently reopened Michigan facility, this time due to severe weather damage, which again, out of anybody's control, but it still sucks for the people of Michigan who uh, depend on those jobs and the babies out there who depend on that formula. According to the company, severe weather and heavy rains flooded parts of the plant in Sturgis, Michigan. If anybody is in Sturgis, Michigan, please, please let us know 
and confirm that story. Um, as a result, Abbott has halted the production of its uh, Elicare baby formula. The company noted that cleanup and repair could actually take weeks to months. These torrential storms produce significant rainfall in a short period of time. They noted and pointed out at the backup in the uh, out of that a backup in the city's storm water and drainage system resulted in flooding in parts of the city, including areas of our plant. Abbott said in a statement yesterday. As a result, Abbott has stopped the production of the specialty formula that was underway to excess damage caused by the stream storm. Excuse me, and clean up and resanitize the plant. The statement pointed out that the company's leadership informed the FDA and will conduct comprehensive testing in conjunction with the independent third party to reassure that the plant is safe to resume production. Folks, again, not that this was anything done by the government, although I'm sure there's people out there that say the government controls the weather and they did this too, and I'm not even arguing that. What I'm saying is, this is, let's go back to this. Let's go back to this. What is the silver lining? What is the silver lining here? The silver lining is we need to continue to push people towards independence. Stop being dependent on things that you can do right at home. And no, I'm not talking about breastfeeding. I'm talking about making your own baby formula. You can do it right at home just like these people are doing it there. Okay? You can do it at home. It's a good example on how to become more independent independent all right we cannot be dependent on our government or large corporations any longer you can you've seen over the last few years not only can they shut down everything and deem what they deem as essential or non-essential but they can completely destroy your life with that kind of power don't let them have power over you just like you don't let satan have power over your household amen goat milk amen molly good point all right, folks, um, how are thousands of cows dying because of heat? Because that's happening. Thousands of cows have dropped dead because of heat. Now, I'm not here to say that that is true or that that's not true. What I am going to do before I show you this video about all of these thousands, and not just a few cows, folks, I'm talking thousands of cows all dropping dead. If you've not seen the video, it's pretty disturbing. If you have seen the video, just stay here and watch it again. But how are thousands of cows just dropping dead? And why isn't just one standing? Why isn't a percentage of them dropping dead? No, all of them dead. Now they're saying, and they want us to believe, that they're dying because of the heat. But my question is, have we not experienced heat before in this country? Have cows not experienced heat waves in this country? Are these farmers or these cattle ranchers brand new at their jobs? Do these cattle ranchers not know what to do when there's extensive heat with all your cattle? Folks, none of that makes any darn sense to me. How about you? Without further ado, let's go to the video. They want us to believe that all these cows, hoofs up, died because of heat. If that was the case, some of them would still be alive. All of them would not be dead like this. 
They didn't all die from heat. And again, if they did, then where was the cattle rancher? Why did this happen? Where's the water for these cows? Where's shelter out of the heat for these cows? If you're a cattle rancher, you know how to deal with stuff like this before it happens. What is going on? None of this makes any sense, folks. This is a pile of 3,000. From what I understand, there's another couple cattle ranches that also had thousands of cows. So we're seeing probably a total of 10,000 dead cows. How? I know some ranchers, and I can tell you this. They're not going to let their cows die just because of heat. You understand what I'm saying? They're not going to let their cows die just because of heat. Poison is what I would say if you ask me my personal opinion. Poison. It's just too odd. And again, if it is because of heat, let's say it is. Let's say it is because of heat. Why have these cattle ranchers not taken the appropriate steps needed? Oh, people say they didn't see the video. You didn't see the video? Let me show you the video again. I'm 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 bad. Check this out. Sorry, I thought you guys saw the video. I'm going to show the video one more time. I thought I had it on there. My bad. There it is. There's the scene. It doesn't make any sense. None at all. It just keeps going on and on and on. It's a 50-second video of dead cows. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to say they were poisoned, and I'm not going to say... The heat killed them. What I am going to say is heat killing them makes no sense. Poison killing them makes perfect sense. You don't need to be a rancher or a rocket scientist. Why didn't the cattle ranchers die? (laughs) Doreen said. Brenda said, order a necropsy. I don't believe it. Barbara says, cattle ranchers would take precautions. It's their livelihood. It's poison. Amen, Barbara. Lisa Nequin says, I call BS. How sad, rotting in the sun. But again, it's going to put pressure, already already mounted pressure on our food industry. Again, become more dependent. All right. I want to move on to King Hypocrite. You all know who King Hypocrite is, right? If you don't know who King Hypocrite is, you may not have lived in the United States for the last decade. But he lives here. This is old King Hypocrite's house. I couldn't be talking about anybody else than old Muslim Brotherhood himself, Barack Hussein Obama. That's his house on Martha's Vineyard. Now, if you know anything about Barack Hussein Obama, you know that number one, he's a massive liar. Number two, he's anything but a patriot. Number three, he does not believe in the God of the Bible or Jesus Christ. And number four, he is constantly lecturing you about climate change, which you know is BS because he bought a house right on the waterfront in Martha's Vineyard for millions of dollars. Now, if he was worried about impending doom from rising water due to climate change, I highly doubt that he would buy a multi-million dollar home on the edge of the ocean. However, why he's in the news today is because we're going to point out his hypocrisy just a little bit more. Because King Hypocrite, 
Barack Hussein Obama is about to install a massive 2,500-gallon commercial propane tank for his seaside home right next to the ocean in Martha's Vineyard. Instead of installing windmills and solar panels, which he's pushing you to do, which Joe Biden is trying to destroy the oil and gas industry and the fossil fuel industry to go towards renewable energy, Barack Hussein Obama, instead of putting in windmills and solar panels, for some reason, for somebody who's worried about global warming that bad, is installing three, three massive propane gas tanks, two that are sized 1,000 gallons and another one that is sized 500 gallons at his Martha's Vineyard estate, which sits right along the rising seashore. According to a report from the Martha's Vineyard Times, the Office of the Select Board of Edgerton, Massachusetts, approved an application for 2,500-gallon commercial propane tanks for 79 Turkey Land Cove Road in Katama, a property owned by... President, former President Barack Hussein Obama and Michael, his husband. The three propane tanks are to be installed above ground on the Obama's property in contrast with the initial report that they were supposed to be buried. Weird. We've never had private propane tank come to us, the select board member Arthur Schmedbick told MV Times. The select board office confirmed to the Daily Caller News Foundation that the tanks are going to be used for residential purposes. Why? What do you need 2,500 gallons of propane for? Filling the massive propane tanks with gas would reportedly cost up to $75,000. You mean the $75,000 that's coming out of the $400,000 their resident President Barack Hussein Obama gets for life because he illegally was um, elected president? Illegally because he wasn't born in the United States of America? Huh, that's weird. Anyway, while the elite out there tell you to buy a solar car and to buy an electric car and to buy solar panels and to have windmills on your property, pretty uh, hypocritical, wouldn't you say? Please also point that out to your Democrat friends. And now moving on, I had a jam-packed show today, guys. That's why I'm going from story to story to story, okay? Israel is facing a possible snap election. And guess what that would mean for Israel? That would mean that Bibi Netanyahu would return as prime minister of Israel. This is odd. This is weird. Their government works quite a bit different than ours. But let me read it for you, for all you Jewish folks out there and anybody who is a supporter of Bibi Netanyahu. Just 20%... 28%, excuse me, of Israelis say they want the current government to continue. Israeli Prime Minister Na- uh, Na- Naftali Bennett is facing calls for a snap election from critics who say that he is too soft on terrorism, while a growing number of Israelis are responding by supporting Itamar Ben Gvir, who is seen as the further right uh, populist alternative to former. Uh, PM uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Less than a year after Netanyahu's ousting, Bennett has lost his majority coalition, increasing the possibility of Israel holding its fifth election in three and a half years. Bennett nonetheless stressed the success of his government during his week 
three cabinet meeting on Sunday, even though that 80 some odd percent of their population has forced to get vaccinated and they're still um, experiencing massive COVID deaths. This government cannot be stopped. It must continue to fight for the Israeli uh, public. This government has done more in one year than any other government has done in a decade, he said. Well, 28% of Israelis said they want the current government to continue, according to a poll released, while nearly 40% say they would prefer another election, which is probably going to happen. So the opportunity for Bibi Netanyahu to be back in power in in Israel is definitely a possibility. Now, I wanted to talk about that only as a brief, uh, 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 a, uh, a preliminary story to this one, which is Ben and Jerry's. You guys have all experienced Ben and Jerry's ice cream in your life, I'm sure. You guys also know how uber-liberal and Marxist-communist the Ben and Jerry guys have become over the years and have pushed on their company. And now Ben and Jerry's is making employees... This is weird. Watch videos about Israeli-Palestinian conflicts as part of their requirement to be employed at Ben & Jerry's. These people are so stupid. The ice cream maker announced last year that it would no longer sell its product in occupied Palestinian territories, showing you exactly where they stand. All new employees of ice cream company Ben & Jerry's must watch a series of lectures by activists involved with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. One of the lectures is the Scooper series, Social Mission. Lineup is reportedly delivered by Omar Shakir of Human Rights Watch, who has been expelled from Israel for supporting boycotts of the country. Basically, long story short, if you want to work at Ben & Jerry's, you now have to be a Palestinian supporter. And if you support Israel then you will no longer be employed at Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. Not that anybody with gray matters in between their ears wants to be employed at Ben & Jerry's anyway, but long story short, if you needed another reason to stop supporting Ben & Jerry's, as if you haven't already, just remember, go woke, you know the rest. If you're still eating Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream, stop and stop now. All right, folks, we've got good news for the rest of the show, so hang in there. We're almost done. Here we go. Yesterday, I told you that there was going to be some major shakeups at CNN. And not that anybody cares about what happens at CNN, because CNN is already just trash anyway. But I told you some people were going to get fired. And I told you that some people's jobs are definitely on the chopping block. But what I didn't tell you is something that I found out last night that the new head honcho at CNN is doing. The new boss, Chris Light has banned CNN staff members from calling Trump's election fraud claims the big lie. Why? Because it's a Democrat party catchphrase talking point, and Chris Light is trying to get every viewer that left CNN back. And the only way to get every viewer that left CNN back on your uh, TV network to watch you is to tell the truth. I say it's too late. I say nobody cares. I say the model for, Fo- for, for news, that, which is Fox, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, all those, they're done. It's over with. Nobody is going back to mainstream media because they've already lost the trust of the American people. And the, and the American people already know that they are too big and that they're too influential in order to exist any longer. 
And now Chris Like has banned any CNN talk show host from calling Trump's election fraud claims the big lie. And if he catches them calling the election fraud claims the big lie, they will first be fined, then they'll be suspended, then they'll be fired. So that takes away pretty much every talking point of Anderson Cooper, every talking point of Don Lamont, every talking point of Wolf Blitzer, and every talking point of, uh, of uh, what's, what's their other show they got there? Do they have any others? Oh, yeah, that's right. Cuomo was fired. So if you work for CNN and you call the, the uh, election fraud claims the big lie, you're going to pay. I think it's funny. That's why I decided to report on it. Not that anybody cares about CNN, but I think it's funny. Moving on to some more good news. If you live in the state of Oklahoma, this is good news for you because it's going to save you a little bit of money. The Oklahoma House has voted to eliminate the grocery tax as inflation continues to skyrocket and destroy people's livelihoods. This is good news, and I would like to see more states that have tax on retail um, items do this. Now, we don't have any state tax in New Hampshire, so we don't have to worry about this. But in Oklahoma, this could save you a nice pretty penny to put back in your gas tank. The legislation gives the state Senate several options, including cutting the grocery sales tax permanently or placing a two-year moratorium on that tax. The Oklahoma House of Representatives passed a series of bills that could eliminate the sales tax on groceries and roll back the personal income tax rate as well. Good news for Oklahomans and big, big, big shout out to you. I think this is the move to do if states really care about, you know, keeping their state afloat and uh, not falling into a recession themselves, then this is a smart move for any state to do. So I'd like to give the state legislature there in Oklahoma... Smarty Award of the Day for the state of Oklahoma. And if you want your state, if you have state sales tax, reach out to your state uh, state legislative body. Reach out to your district rep because they can introduce bills. Reach out to your district rep. This is a good way for you to help save your state. Okay? Reach out to your district rep and say, look, Oklahoma just did this. We don't need to wait for the federal government to give us some relief. We don't need to be passing any more trillion-dollar stimulus bills. This is a good way right now. Roll back personal state income tax and get rid of uh, sales tax on groceries. That will help in a big, big, big way, okay? These are things that we can do at a state level that we don't need to wait and bow down to the federal government to do. We can take matters into our own hands in our own state. So this is a good idea if you live in a state that has state income tax or state sales tax, to reach out to your state reps in your district and say, hey, introduce this bill, okay? All right, folks, I want to uh, highlight future governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake, because as I told you the other day, Carrie Lake was going to be basically debating herself. Why would she have to debate herself? Well, it's because her opponents did not want to show up. Her opponents were too incredibly afraid that they would look stupid debating Carrie Lake. Why? Because she's a populist. And when you're a populist in 2022, it's hard to beat you. Whether you are Trump-endorsed or not, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to highlight a few minutes of the debate 
Well, the debate that was supposed to take place between Carrie Lake and others just the other day. Check this out. Thank you, Carrie. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask some of the questions of you that I would have asked to, to everyone had they all decided to show up. I'm glad um, by the way that you addressed the missing elephant in the room, should I say. Or maybe I should say the missing rhino in the room because there's absolutely nothing conservative and Republican about the people who didn't show up today. And it's really sad that they didn't have the courage to face the people of Arizona and talk amongst other Republicans about which ideas are best for this state. It speaks volumes for who they are. And they think that they can just put ad ads out there and let those ads tell the story. The ads are false and they're afraid to stand up in front of the people of Arizona and debate. And I think that says a lot about what kind of leaders they would be. They would be cowards. Thank you. Well, so I, I'm not going to say what I just thought, but former vice president was at the border today. And um, he, he said that it's not the state's job to secure the border. And I know you have a robust border security plan, as well as many other policy statements on your website. But can you give our audience, a, a, you know, up to a two minute overview of your plan about what you're going to accomplish at our border when you're the governor. And then I'll even give you an extra minute. Now I see some people say that, um, that they didn't have sound. Does, uh, does, do other people have sound? I, I had sound, but, uh, it is only coming through one, uh, one of my headphones on my left side. So do you have sound or do you not have sound before I continue this? Because I want you to hear her answer about what Mike Pence said. Okay, first of all, if you don't have sound, let me just see here. No sound again. No sound. Uh, we have sound. So it sounds like some people have sound and some people don't. It's only coming through one side of my headphones. So maybe that's what it is. But sh what she said was, I'd like to address the 800 pound uh, rhino in the room. Uh, and that's the one that's not here. The absence of the uh, rhino in the room. They're scared to debate me. They're cowards. And it shows it basically shows their true colors is what she said. Now, for those who are listening and can hear, let me play for you what she says in response to Mike Pence saying that border security is not the job of the state. It's the job of the federal government. That is what Mike Pence said when he visited the border. It's not the job of the state to secure the border. It's the job of the federal government. Listen up. Facing our state, I covered Arizona for 27 years, covered the border for that time as well, and I'd never seen it in better shape than under President Donald J. Trump. He knew exactly how to secure that border, and he did it. He started to build the wall. I remember when people said, it's impossible, we can't possibly build the wall. And he did it. And he did it with one arm tied behind his back because they had Republicans attacking him. They had, a, the, of course, the Democrats were attacking him. But he started that construction. So my border plan calls for, on day one, issuing a declaration of invasion. If you've been to the border, and I've been there too many times to count, all over our border, it is an invasion. You walk down there, you go down there, within a minute of being on the border, sometimes even less than that, groups are pouring across. We have the cartels with operational control of our border, and that's unacceptable. Day one, we issue a declaration of invasion. We are going to take back control from the cartels. We're going to put our armed Arizona National Guard on the border, and we're going to stop people from coming across. It's outrageous that we're allowing people to come across this border in the numbers in which they're coming across. Drugs are pouring in. Last year, in the southwest sector, five and a half tons of fentanyl 
was confiscated. Now, if you know anything about the cartels, you know that they don't allow us to confiscate all of the drugs that they're moving through. And so that means probably 80 tons made it through. That five and a half tons that was confiscated is enough to kill every man, woman, and child in this country seven times over. There you go. She said it right there. What do you mean it's not the state's job? What do you mean it's not the state job? We only confiscated five tons of fentanyl when it's probably about 80 tons of fentanyl that came through our southern border. What do you mean? And that's just fentanyl alone. The five tons that we did confiscate, and I've said this before on Life from America, is enough to kill every man, woman, and child in this country over seven times. And that's just what we caught. And then she went on to say all the other problems that we as a country are experiencing because of this invasion of the southern border. So how dare Mike Pence come out and say, it's not the state's job to protect the southern border. It is when the federal government will not do its job. And that right there, uh, Mike Pence, is in our founding documents. So I don't want to see any more emails from anybody saying Mike Pence actually isn't a bad guy. He did what God told him to do. I don't buy that crap for one minute. That guy is an evil piece of crap. He's a liar. He's a treasonous, um, corrupt politician. And I have no love. I have no love for Mike Pence whatsoever. Outside of the fact that he's a human being and that God created him, that's about the only love and respect he gets from me. I am sick and tired of Mike Pence. So sick and tired of this loser. It's not the state's job. It's the federal government's job. What happens when the federal government isn't doing its job, numbnuts? What happens then? I cannot wait. I hope Mike Pence does run for president just so that we have the opportunity to say to him. What a loser that guy is. What an absolute loser that guy is. Okay, folks, I wanted to leave you with something to make you laugh today. I always like to leave you with a little bit something to make you smile. But before I do that, and you're going to want to stay tuned to this because this is a part of the video that you're going to want to invite people to see. Before I do that, I do want to give some, uh, some love right now and highlight Rise.TV, who has been a great sponsor for Live from America, who's going to be a great sponsor for LFA TV, who might just be the only live news programming on Rise.TV. So if you haven't gone there yet, check it out, guys. It's definitely worth a shot. It's $9.99 a month. If you don't like it, you can always cancel it. But they've got some awesome awesome talk shows on there. They've got some awesome documentaries on there. They do not hold back when it comes to the love of this country. They're really not one side or the other. They're common sense. Check them out. Go to rise.tv today. Sign up now in preparation for LFA TV to be there. And uh, we just hope those guys, we wish them all the luck in the world. We pray for them because any kind of alternative to Netflix, Hulu, Voodoo, Disney, or any of that streaming services is definitely welcome. Now, Having said that, shout out Rise TV. Uh, let's go ahead and make you laugh for a minute. I don't know if uh, you're going to laugh or not because not all things are funny matters, but we do have a clip of Marty the Monkey Face Fauci. Now, if you don't know who Marty the Monkey Face Fauci is, he actually made his, uh, his debut on Fox News last night. Marty the Monkey Fo- Face Fauci is the primate cousin of Tony the Rat Face Fauci, or Tony Gain-of-Function Fauci, all right? And he addressed the nation last night on Fox News for his first time, his debut in medicine, 
about the monkey pox. Check this out, folks. Doctor, can we call it the chimp pox? Doctor, can we call it gorilla fluenza? Yes, doctor, everyone is wondering, when can we go back to having sex with monkeys? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Marty the monkey face Fauci, primitive cousin of Tony the rat face Fauci, addressing the nation from the podium at the White House. Hey, if it's a clown show, it might as well be a monkey show. There's a lot of monkey business going on there. And no, that is not racist. According to the WHO, though, it is. Anyway, folks, I hope you had a blast today. I know there was a lot of uh, doom and gloom news. But again, just like the good book tells us, we find silver linings and we find goodness in everything because all things work together for good in the mercy and the grace of Almighty God. So, folks, remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m., for more Live from America. Until then, keep your families close, keep that huge smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel. I love each and every one of you. Have yourselves a great day. God bless you. Peace. I'm out.